You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Honkameenam-speaking Musqueam people. listening to The Real World on CATR 101.9 FM. We're broadcasting live today from unceded Musqueam and Coast Salish territory here on the UBC campus in Vancouver, BC. Real World is part of UBC Film Society's club. Um, It's one of the oldest clubs on campus that supports film and hosts screenings um, pretty often. We try to connect with other clubs and campus organizations through film, so if you're ever interested in talking on our show about something you watch recently or your favorite movie, um, let us know and we'd be really excited to host you. Um, I'm Alex. I'm the bookings rep of Film Society. Hello, I'm uh, Augustine and I'm computer operations at uh, Film Society. Um, we will have a couple other hosts, Jen and Clara, joining us later on. Yep. Um, but it's Friday morning. I don't blame anyone for being, for being <laughs> sleepy. Um, yeah, so just wanted to highlight a few FilmSock events that we have coming up. Um, today we have our buzzerless <laughs> garden. Buzzerless. Um, <laughs> it'll be in our club room in the Life Building basement, 0011. Yeah. We'll be screening Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? By, the, by Brothers? the Coen Brothers. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's a really good movie. Yeah. With um, Clara George joined Clooney. us. <laughs> But yeah, that'll be screening tonight. I think at 6 p.m. is the beer garden tonight. 6 p.m. 
Seven. 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 Okay, sorry. Obviously a great exec here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> great bookings. And uh, other events we have coming up. We have uh, another screening next Thursday. Or actually, no, tomorrow, next week's reading week. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know if there's anything going on. Nothing going on until the week after. Okay. Yeah. And then March 5th, I believe, at 6 p.m. I'm really bad with time. Yeah, it's 6 p.m. Okay, yeah. is our um, In our club AGM. room, right? No. no, it's in room 2506 in exactly. the nest. Is our uh, annual general meeting. Is yeah. that what that stands for? And anyone mm. can come. Yeah, so if you are interested in joining FilmSock Exec, that's a great opportunity to come and vote you for know, test your test your chops, see what you're all about. <laughs> um, and even if you're just a FilmSock member, please come and help vote in our new exec because we need votes. We need people there. We and there's people. pizza. And there's pizza. So that's a, that's really a very important. And then there's a screening after that. Yeah, Paul Thomas, Paul Thomas Anderson, Anderson night, yeah. which you can vote for what film we screen. Yeah. So please check out our Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's on there. Yeah, but I really encourage people to come out and either you know participate by voting or participate by joining Exec. Yeah. Um, it's a really cool club, and a lot of us are going into our fourth year, so we definitely would love some new faces, some fresh blood, fresh <laughs> blood. Say. But um, yeah, especially like it's going to be exciting times. Uh, we were hoping to open the norm this year, but we'll do it next year. So yeah, we don't need so people for that. Whoever's coming on and joining will be part of that kind of inaugural norm yeah. reopening, um, which will be really cool. And I think we'll really change you the, know, way. the club dynamic. And, and even campus life, maybe. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. screenings <laughs> will become a lot bigger. It'll be really cool. I'm really excited yeah. to see the norm open. It's been a long time. We're working on it. We've never seen it really in action so mm. that'll be exciting for everyone go ams for slowly opening that michael michael <laughs> oh my gosh okay um <laughs> so for this week's film we we watched on the basis of sex right. we watched that movie theaters last saturday so it's a new one for my memory is not super <laughs> fresh oh, at yeah. the moment but yeah it came out on christmas i think in 2018 mm. Um, so pretty recent, and I think it's nominated for an Academy Award. Screenwriting, uh, screen screenplay. Play? Oh. Okay. Maybe <laughs> other stuff, but I know it's a uh, for screen. Yeah, I never, I never know exactly what people are being nominated for. So <laughs> I just knew it was big, but yeah, um, it is about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who is a current Supreme Court justice in the United States of America. He's a, <laughs> a current United States superhero, also. Yeah, um, I don't. I was actually thinking about the RBG documentary. Documentary. When did that come out? Earlier, no. Like a lot earlier. I think so, cause. Uh, I don't remember. Mm. Did you guys watch it? I never saw it. I watched it on the plane. <laughs> yeah, people who I talked to about on the basis of sex were like, "Oh, is that RBG?" And I was like, "No, it's not the same." Oh, it came out in 2018, also. Yeah. That's a lot of RBG for one year. I guess I mean that's probably intentional, right? Yeah, I mean it's such a like when in twenty eighteen specific time. Um, it came out May fourth, twenty eighteen. Yeah, so come still like six months Mm -hmm. before. Yeah, that's really not that long ago. Um, but yeah, that's cool. I wouldn't one would want to watch that actually. I think it's better than uh, in the. Well, it's probably more like realistic. You know, (coughs) less creative liberties, less Felicity Jones. (laughs) <laughs> but it's cool so the directors of rbg the documentary and also mm. on the basis of sex are all women which is awesome i think and yeah. i don't know if it was a male director like i don't think it, it would, would have, have the same impact i wouldn't be able to watch it with the same kind of <laughs> i don't know feeling um but i was looking up the director of the movie mimi letter leader um but yeah she is the first female graduate of the American Film Institute Conservatory, which is the number one film institute in the whole world. How old is she? She's like 67, I think. She graduated in 1973. She was the first female graduate. Oh, cool. Which I think is really cool going with the movie. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't expect that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. She must, I feel like she must have pushed hard to get, um, I don't know, to be in charge of that project, you know, Mm because maybe she has some personal ties to that. I mean, who doesn't, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but she didn't direct that many movies from what I saw. Like she hasn't, this was the first one she directed in nine years. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, a lot of what she was doing was more television. So she directed ER for like 
several years. ER was a big TV show. I don't know. Is it kind of soap opera-y or just like drama? I don't know how you what's, what's uh, it's really big in America. It's, it's just like something I didn't watch. It's kind of like Grey's Anatomy level yeah. right. fame. Is it e- like a emergency oh. room? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what thing. it means. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then she also directed a lot of West Wing, oh. which I think oh, yeah, yeah. is very famous. Oh, and yeah. then more recently, we saw that she directed like a bit of the les- leftovers. Uh, What's the leftovers? It's a big sh- HBO, HBO or Netflix show. Oh, I don't it's know. It's pretty big, actually. Um, yeah, we all watch different things. Yeah, which um, is good. Yeah, like she's in TV. Mostly TV, yeah. it seems. Huh. I'm really curious how she like got involved with this film. That'd be something to read more like into. How she managed to get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then I just. I don't know. I didn't do too much research for this movie, honestly. Probably should have, but uh, it made twenty four point two million dollars at the box office with a twenty million dollar budget. Mm. So not not a huge great success, great, yeah. mm-hmm. and but like, critically it was like medium, mm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it got seventy two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Oh, seventy two percent is fine. <laughs> like it's it's not like yeah. amazing, but it's like yeah. good. Like it, yeah, when medium. I saw that, I was like, oh, that seems so low, but. That kind of matches my feelings about it, too. Yeah, you know? Like, it's not a 100% no. movie, mm-hmm. for sure. Even though it's really great and tells a really great story. Interesting. It's not, yeah, it's not, like, mind-blowing. No. And you already know so much about her. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, bringing someone that we've never heard of to light. It's, like, celebrating someone who's already really yeah. known for her work. And yeah. Like, if you know her already, then it's sort of, like, it doesn't really give you much new information. Yeah, I it guess. just reinforces what's already yeah. there, I mm-hmm. guess. There's, like, a showing of, like, oh, look, this is going to be the scene where she does this. Or, like, what this what she's famous for. Or, mm-hmm. like, you know, or, like, that scene when uh, in the beginning of the movie when she enters Harvard and answers the question prof's question and that's a really known she talks about it a lot very strongly of legally blonde (laughs) 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 i've never seen legally blonde but i could i feel like it was there could be some ties there yeah like just like the way that they did it in the movie at least with like this like one woman in like the sea of men which of course is like realistic to the time yeah but the way they like it was a really long intro scene with that. Yeah. Just her mm-hmm. walking. Yeah, the walking thing. It was pretty like good. I like that intro. The bright blue intro. and all the black, mm-hmm. and it's, like, bright pink with all the, like, boring Harvard men. Mm-hmm. And, like, <laughs> yeah, it was... Yeah. Like, just interesting way to start the movie, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, uh, like, I don't know, thinking of RBG, the documentary, I feel like that's probably way more... You feel a lot more impacted by what she did and the work that she did. Whereas this, it does show kind of like the tip of the iceberg in some sense, but you don't get like the full yeah. grasp of like everything she accomplished. Like at the end, they they talk about like all of the cases that she yeah. won mm-hmm. and like what kind of precedents that set. But like, because we don't see text. all of that, yeah, it's it's a little bit different of a feeling than but I imagine the documentary would be. Yeah, especially as like um, in the documentary, uh, they say that she's been to the Supreme Court's many many times and lost mm. like the 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 the, um, the film on basic sex is really about like a success right but like you know then there's like struggle and of course but like in rbg you see how many times she lost to the supreme court and how there was this really interesting thing where or in the 10th circuit where you know in the 10th circuit they ha- or at the supreme court they have to make opinions and mm-hmm. like di- dissenting and uh, i don't know opinions or whatever so she loses but then there's like t- two judges in the 10th district that are women and they pose dissenting opinions that are so so harsh against the um, like for our uh, for her um and it, it's insane to see that how that speech exists but mm-hmm. is not listened to mm-hmm. so that was a whole thing and in rbg you see how she didn't get into the supreme court immediately like she got nominated it, like it was a whole thing mm-hmm. um and it's i thought that was interesting in the way they they didn't um failure was a big 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 deal um uh, in in her thing in what and sh- what she fought mm-hmm. for um and it's a i don't know i feel like it was really well timed like obviously they had to plan a lot for it to come out 
this year, but mm. 2018 was, I mean, they knew this going into it, that 2018 was uh, RBG's 25th anniversary on the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just, that's like crazy. That's such a long time. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then also, you know, everything that was happening with her health this past year, um, I think she... Cancer? Yeah, she had a couple surgeries, though, and then mm-hmm. people were kind of unsure, you know, whether she was going to continue on the Supreme Court, and especially right now, you know, that's a very scary yeah. thought that mm-hmm. that there would be no, you know, female voice in there. Yeah. Um, or just, like, you know, the ideals that, that she strives for and that kind of thing. But she made it through. She's super tough. This is four hours ago. Oh, oh wow. yeah. So just and then the news <laughs> published three hours ago. Yeah. Um, she makes her first visit to the Supreme Court since having lung cancer surgery. So it just goes to show how freaking tough this lady is. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think the movie came out at such a good time, you know, and even though, like we're saying, it's not necessarily like this groundbreaking thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It still just like hits really close to home right now, mm-hmm. considering you know, everything that happened last year with, you know, Brett Kavanaugh and a I lot of um, like healthcare yeah. services being threatened in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, Abortion rights. Yeah. So it's just very, I don't know, very important, I think, to to be reminded of the beginning of that fight mm-hmm. and that even now it's not it's not really over mm-hmm. in any sense. I don't know. It feels that movie makes you want to feel like, oh, it's going to be better for yeah. sure. And like, we're only going up. But it's pretty crazy to see that like years, decades later, there, we're still in a very like slippery place. There, there was something really interesting in RBG in which they show the political alignments of every judge and how she became the most leftist of them mm. but originally she was not she was not really yeah yeah and i thought that like that pushback you know like conservatism becoming like middle ground or whatever like uh not extreme right and just being normalized mm-hmm. is a big deal you almost see a little bit of that in the movie like mm. with her like relationship with her daughter right like yeah. you see her like be a little more conservative about things until she realizes like how far she could actually change things or like the potential right her daughter is very much part of Mm -hmm. this like upcoming movement in the 60s Mm -hmm. and 70s like the women's rights yeah more like activism and taking to the streets yeah um and in the movie ruth bader ginsburg is like no (laughs) you need to change the law first Mm -hmm. like changing just cultures isn't going to affect how we live and and make like bigger changes to the system yeah but in the end, it's more of like a mix of the two, I would say. Mm-hmm. And I think if you apply that to modern day, it's definitely more of like the cultural changes and activism and like grassroots kind of stuff that is going towards the law. Like not necessarily that mm-hmm. it's working in every possible way, but that's kind of all that people can do mm-hmm. right now because law is not, I don't know, it's not as powerful as like she would have liked it to be at that time, you know? And things are changing now too, you know, with more women being in the Senate and the house, like those are the kind of changes I think that, that she wanted to see and what she was kind of highlighting would be the most impactful, Mm. but that's never really like been a possibility until now just because of how underrepresented they are. Hi Jen. (laughs) Hello Jen. Our our fourth and final host is here. (laughs) Um, let's just take a quick break right. so Jen can settle in and uh-huh. we can okay. kind cool. of <laughs> um, but we'll be right back <laughs> talking a little bit more about maybe like the cast and oh, yeah. plot of the movie yeah. get some army hammer talk up in here mm. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we'll be right back
you're a member of CITR and Discorder, but are you a true friend? Get a Friends of CITR and Discorder card for $20 for discounts on Commercial Drive at Audio Pile, High Life Records, Mintage, People's Co-op Bookstore, Stormcrow Tavern, The Rio Theater, JQ Clothing Limited, and Bone Rattle Music Limited. Like that. How about that? Mondays, 5 p.m. Deliberate Noise. Nina Panini, special guest Claire. Local, new, hot, upcoming shows, toilets, friendship. Mondays at 5. CITR. Be there. Be there. Be there.
Welcome back to The Real World on CATR 101.9 FM. Um, the four of us are here now. Jen is here. Hello. The Hello. first song we played was um, Anxiette by Divorcer from their new album, Debt Jubilee. And the second one was Eternal 12, Eternally 12 by Melanie Fay. That one's pretty new. Mm. Um, yeah, we've, we've been playing a lot of uh, Debt Jubilee lately. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. It's They're from Vancouver. Yeah. They're sweet. Um, yeah, so back to On the Basis of Sex. Uh, we left off talking about the RBG documentary and I guess just like the cultural importance of her as an entity. Her. <laughs> and also <laughs> Ruth. Um, the do- like the documentary and this film, why it's, it's good that it's being absorbed nowadays. Um, it has a pretty important message and reminder i guess um Mm. but yeah i wanted to talk a little bit about the casting maybe i thought there's some stuff some stuff that i talk about um i think right after the movie ended like in the theater me and augustine i what did i say i said something about army hammer Hammer. and why why does he have to be such a like all american American, super handsome like so so tall, so tall, <laughs> so, like just too just, tall, just like the too embodiment tall. of Tallness. of like yeah of just American masculinity yeah. and like this suave quality and like, I don't know I'm just I was just really interested why why yeah. <laughs> yeah, cast him well I guess I guess in in trying to keep it to showing like the type of person who was able to succeed at the time mm-hmm. was you know like this was the ideal physical type mm-hmm. who could um get ahead and mm. he kind of embodied that and and we were talking about this as well like kind of going off army but um with uh, Gins- her, uh, Ruth? 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 Oh, it's, we watched a movie last week. <laughs> um, some things are lost on me. But, like, with Ruth, even with Ruth, even though she's a woman, um, we were talking, like, right beforehand um, how even with her, like, there's still a type of woman that, and, in, in, like, that in these types of movies that are shown to get ahead. Like, uh. someone else who was different than Ruth. Like, Ruth herself physically was also right and even at that would be able to um, do that kind of like welcome dinner party at Mm -hmm. harvard when they invited all the women who got accepted yeah like all of them you know are white yeah very like conventionally attractive Mm -hmm. um and that i mean that scene was important too in that like they all had to have these kinds of answers to questions that would be very kind of like pleasing and very doormat esque, mm-hmm. you know, like they were just saying things yeah. to make the dean or whoever, the president of Harvard, happy. um happy and he I mean he was horrible. He was horrible. He was, yeah. Um hmm. but yeah, that's really true, I guess, yeah. that that casting Felicity Jones, like Yeah, well well not just that, I guess, but, but also and her uh, herself, yeah. RBG, yeah. like at that time. Mm-hmm. And but 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 uh, I guess not just that, like but also the showing the type of the like type the, the type of character she was like this this like very person like the one who sort of kind of made it um amongst all these other people can I way? add to yeah, it? yeah yeah um i guess Whoa. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> like the uh i guess like putting her so it's not Ruth Bader Ginsburg that is like the the topic of of this but like this type of uh, female character in these movies oh, in the where movie, it's like, yeah. oh, the female empowerment movie where, like, one woman who, like, rises above the rest, yeah. so she's not like every other woman. She's special. Like, I think that's kind of, like, the, like, issue I was sort of taking with it, that, yeah. like, she's not like us. She's, like, like special. she's different. Super she's special. And she's the one that can, yeah. like, make it against, like, this, like, oppressive world. Yeah, so it's, yeah. like... It doesn't really say that all women are equal or, like, that women can, yeah. like, overcome this that system. Thing. It's, mm-hmm. like... This, this one special woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's Definitely. what I meant. Thank you, Clara. And I guess that's, like, the legally <laughs> yeah. blonde connection yeah. that we kind of made there. It's, Earlier, like, she's yeah. special um, and everyone else also, is not and, like, still oppressed yeah. and, like, doesn't see the real, like, truth. And also, like, talking about ethnicity, it's... 
very strange how they really omit the fact that she's Jewish and that she's born out of, of parents who were in the camps or you mm-hmm. know she has family there that went through that mm-hmm. um and that's really brushed over while in America you know at that time Jews were still very much uh, stigmatized i mean it's not like a core element of uh the narrative because we're not necessarily talking about that mm-hmm. especially we're talking about women they really want to talk about that right, but, but it's still like a thing right because um, if you take away that like race or like ethnicity it's like what's the default woman that we're talking mm-hmm. about right mm-hmm. like does that mean that she's white or you know um but like but then they also talk about um the um, whole civil rights movements and yeah. how the UCLA is it UCLA UCLA or is oh. it the uh, ACLU. ACLU. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thank mm, you. Nah, maybe not. <laughs> American civil rights. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, th- how they fought for, um, for um, you know, b- uh, black people and black rights, and uh, and how it's like also the ACLU. Yeah. Mm. And um, like uh, the way that they managed to. Uh, make rights for women was through the same way through the same clauses as they did for mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. black rights mm-hmm. um yeah but so they still like kind of address race but in a weird strange way in the fact that especially uh as it pertains to the argument that the judges were judges were making is like oh are you conflating race and sex mm. uh, are you saying it's the same thing mm-hmm and um but then it doesn't go further than that you know yeah they don't really like solve that um no. or like i guess i mean i guess people weren't talking about like intersectionality at that time no. either but i mean i mean they, this movie they, exists movie in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly mm. Mo- yeah i i guess it, it, it brought it up and tried to address it several times but but it never went anywhere with it because there was that whole thing with um the practice session she had and mm-hmm. there was the black woman the black on woman, the yeah. as a playing one of the judges that would no juries that were questioning her um and i forget exactly how the conversation went in that scene but it it, it kind of ended like yes uh, race and sex are similar in that you can't you don't choose it and you're just born with it yeah and then it was just kind of closed from but that point on in the movie, I yeah. think, if I remember correctly. But also, that's when Army Hammer comes in and does and an like argument s- for her. Saves the day, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm, well, yeah. Sort of, yeah. But then in the end, she's like, you know, I got this, yeah, and she yeah, does yeah, her yeah. thing. And yeah. it's like, oh, she's yeah. strong and powerful after all. Yeah. Like, after all. Uh, after all, she doesn't outneed Army yeah, Hammer, yeah. In, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> Believe the it or not. The tall blonde yeah. dude. <laughs> Yeah, mm. I was thinking with Army Hammer, like maybe another like element of that apart from just like showing him as like this ideal who could like make it, it was sort of to package um an ally in like a in an like acceptable normal way, normative way. Mm. Um if that makes sense, like like he's not only the perfect American like uh, like masculine figure but he is also like her supporter and so like that like lets his support of her like uh, be accepted sort of by like mm. both the audience yeah, yeah. and like sort of the people around him but less so but I feel like if you applied that to today like mm-hmm. someone like that package that way wouldn't wouldn't be as accepted as like mm. an ally you mm-hmm. know what I mean like they're I feel like his his look and like the kind of position of privilege that like his character sets him up to be in wouldn't like that wouldn't fly today mm. for for a lot of people I think you, you know? mean in uh, the way that he supported her in the movie or just as like anyone in the just him yeah the aesthetic of him mm-hmm. as an ally I guess hmm. and then even I mean even in the way that he supports her in the movie I feel like. I was thinking a lot about that. Yeah, Yeah. how how would I think of that if that happened Mm. today, and like how would I receive that? Or I don't know. I I feel like I don't remember the movie well enough to like (laughs) get into the the specifics of like the methods that he helped her. Yeah, like there were moments where like at first he was like, "Oh, like why do you care so much?" and like, and then he sort of like grows to understand that 
he has to fight like he has to fight also he can't just like be on like he can't just support yeah. her without saying anything or, mm-hmm. yeah he's definitely not passive mm-hmm. the, yeah mm-hmm. afterwards like yeah yeah, yeah but, i don't know how to categorize or no. like look at his it's not it's not bad i guess <laughs> you know like it could have been so much worse i think of like the the guy who's the leader of the aclu who originally is is telling yeah. ruth like no you're not mm-hmm. going to get this case you're not going to win it um, women's rights are not important right now. We should f- be focusing more on, you know, like finishing up civil with rights. civil rights yeah. and trying to push more for racial equality. Mm-hmm. Um, those parts he, were really interesting too, yeah. in how she she doesn't necessarily like give women's rights a priority over yeah. racial equality, but they're definitely like competing for her. And I feel like she is often very short sighted mm-hmm. of the other yeah. while you know, being really focused on what she's trying to accomplish and Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, those parts were kind of interesting to me in that like it shows she's not perfect. And like you're saying, like intersectionality is not, you know, a huge thing but then. Yeah. And she's definitely not a big I don't think I don't see her as like a big proponent of that at that time. Still not. At well maybe. I don't, I don't know. I'm feel like I'm not like up to date with like her current I feel political like political views yeah. at oh. the moment. No, I th- but definitely, I think and in is. the movie, you know, it's. I mean, in that time, like it's, it's expected. You know, she's upper class, like, white citizen. It's not really within her like scope to be, to be super concerned with yeah. that. Like, obviously, she should be, but it makes sense that that's not her priority, and that's not like. She she doesn't understand why why that's equally as important as her. pushing for for women's rights but at the same time like his dismissal of women's rights is still very not good not yeah it's not good and he's very like blinded by the fact that they don't have access to a lot of things and and she brings up you know all of these different facts and they they come out with all those laws that bar women from doing certain things and i know that was also a really weird strategy on the part of the Mm-hmm. I mean, they're solicitor general or whatever yeah. that they were just gonna collect every law that is sexist. Yeah, I'm like, like that. Oh, what? How does this support this your fly, argument? Like, it's if you gonna be fly, too much work. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but if anything, I'm like, you're just like illustrating all mm-hmm. of the injustice that yeah. you participate in. It's kind of a weird, a weird strategy to me. I, yeah, I guess if you truly believe that's not injustice, then like mm. it kind like, of yeah, it makes then sense. You're like, okay, <laughs> yeah. I mean, then like, you're just we like, yeah, it's a list already, of stuff. So like, why? it's like, yeah, it's like justifications for why things are in a mm-hmm. way. You know, all the times that it was ruled against, all mm-hmm. the time. You know, yeah, I think that part was like the scariest part of the whole yeah. case in the courtroom, um, where. Jen is Bye, Jen. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yes, I did like the movie. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to go again. But um, we have the fun drive going on. I don't think it started yet. Oh no, I mean well, later. You can yeah. donate online. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, continue talking about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Catch Kay. Jen at the beer garden later. Um, yeah. Yeah. Bye, back Jen. to the movie. I don't okay. remember what I was saying. Mm. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, oh, I was saying, like, About the scariest the part of the yeah. case yeah. was probably, like, the fact that uh, the judge was saying that because things have been a certain way for 100 years, like, why why would we accept anything else? And, quote, like, the natural order of things um, yeah. dictates that women should be at home and not, like, the breadwinner and things like that. Um yeah, I don't know. That's like, like roles, a pretty yeah. scary thing to hear in like a place of law where you assume or you hope that logic and, you know, rationality would would be, you know, supporting laws, but but it's really not. It's more just like people rely on precedent and but and what's been expected of them, what's been mm-hmm. dictated to them as like social order or what's just the norm it's also that logic and rationality are different you know like Mm. they're not like an immutable thing like you have logic given a certain way of thinking you know what i mean yeah i guess they can't like for them the logic is that oh well it's natural that men are good at this women are good at that the logic ensues that there are roles you know and Mm. but 
you know, it's tautological. But um, I guess when you have a certain framework, you can't really think outside of outside it. Outside of it, yeah. That's the power of the st- structure of oppression, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and but you know, I, to come back, um, it's interesting about intersectionality because I feel like the daughter actually mentions it. I think I, if I remember correctly, uh, she mentions uh, black American women and stuff like that. Yeah. Hmm. So maybe they were just trying to acknowledge that, like, the future of the movement was like quite different. Like things were still going to change yeah. beyond like this, like slice of history i guess mm-hmm. that we were being shown yeah yeah um i think we should probably take a quick break, break again yeah. um yes we'll what are we going to be listening to the first song is pitu by le louange and then we have munya coming up ah uh, yes <laughs> and we'll be right back Thank you. 
Want to know what's up at UBC? Read the UBC. It's only the largest student newspaper in Western Canada, and it's written and edited entirely by UBC students. The UBC is your source for on-campus news, culture, and sports. New editions come out every Monday and Thursday. For breaking news, as well as amazing videos and blogs, check out ubc.ca. trouble finding affordable fresh baked goods and coffee? Come down to Agora Cafe located in the Macmillan building at UBC. There's also space available to study. And we are back with The Real World on CATR 101.9 FM. Um, we're in our final stretch here on yeah. on the basis of sex. Um, yeah, any any final final thoughts there? I think we were talking a lot about casting and um, Army uh, Hammer. And I, I think it's maybe something uh, that is important is that um, even though we are like criticizing that movie, and because you know, but also it's like what. RBG does is important. What she has done is important, uh, and even what is portrayed is important. I don't think we're we're saying it's a horrible thing. No, she's I mean, no. horrible, and not not no, in the slightest. No, but especially, and I want uh, what I'm getting at is that you know right now what's happening is that there's a again an MRA uh, men's rights activist mm. uh, like uh, thing in front of uh, in front of the le- the nest and like. We were talking about how there was this conservative push and, uh, you know, it's important to talk about the things that, that go against this conservative push. That's that's what I meant to say. Right. Yeah. Um, true. <laughs> but also, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, I guess final thoughts. It's definitely worth the watch. Um, I don't think it's going to win an Academy <laughs> Award, honestly. Yeah. But it's it's good. It's yeah. good, yeah. I wonder if, like, it has anything to do with, or I wonder if there's any struggle about, like, which case they decided to, like, show or, like, which part of her life, you know, or, like, if some people were, like, arguing about that before it was made. Mm. Um, because in the end, like, they settled in this, like, sort of, very easy arc when they could have showed us like a wider time frame or something you know mm-hmm. like there's like they had options and I wonder why I mean I guess it still was over like quite a big ama- amount of time yeah, right because it it's definitely from was it's yeah. true. like maybe at least 20 years mm-hmm. apart from mm-hmm. the beginning to the end yeah because we see the, the her daughter yeah. young um yeah I didn't know she was a professor actually before mm. going to court which is cool <laughs> yeah. But she's frustrated about that in the movie. Because it's like Cause the you plan B, not the like... And it sounds like, you yeah... Don't argue cases, yeah. They're not respected, and she, as a woman, is very, like, relegated to doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. Which... I don't know. I would I would be happy if I were a professor nowadays, honestly. That sounds fun. But if you, your real dream is to be a lawyer and, like, <laughs> kick ass, then I can it's, imagine it's frustrating. Yeah. yeah. It's probably a lot harder to become a prof now, I feel like. Like, mm. the oh, yeah? employment situation is a mess. I've heard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I think we can wrap up. Yeah. Um, yeah, tonight is the buzzer-less garden. Mm. Um, at seven in the club room and we'll be seeing oh brother where art thou and yeah if you are interested in joining film stock exec make sure to keep an eye out for uh our agm on march 5th that'll be fun and there's pizza (laughs) and movies so yeah we will catch you not next week but maybe the week Mm -hmm. after for fun drive is that done yeah, it'll have yeah. started by then, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, so we'll have some... Yeah, we're going to have some prizes that people can call in and support us and the station with. 
but we'll let you know about that in a yeah. couple of weeks. But Please call us. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> and all students have a good reading week. Yeah. Week off. Enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy. Have enjoy a good holiday. Do something yeah. fun. Chill. Yeah. Um, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Russia weekly punk rock radio show on CITR presented to you by Stomp Records from Montreal every Tuesday at 10:30 a.m.